Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast has returned. We're diving into what we're hoping will be the biggest year in the history of the show. That goes all the way back to Brenton on tour. Got to thank my good friends at Cryer Media for giving me this space. Uh, Sound Off Media Podcast Network, uh, Matt Cundell and everybody over there. Let's do this thing proper. Let's kick this thing off properly by acknowledging all the people that have helped me get here. And acknowledging you, the listener, for sticking around for what I think is going to be a monster year. So let's dive into 2024 properly. It's been five years since I put the drink down. How did I do it? Here we go. Happy New Year, friends. Do Did Will, the story of People podcast is back for 2024. I have an episode I thought that was kind of crucial and important to talk about because it's been five years since I decided to stop drinking. Now, I can hear the in the background and I can hear the little things that come along with it. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet and sort of talk about how I did it. And the reason I want to talk about it is because five years is such an interesting dynamic. And I'm, perhaps there's people going through what I went through mentally uh, from stopping to getting to the five-year spot, all points in between. And then what does it mean when you get to five years, right? And that was, for me, was was uh, the thing that I want to touch on a little bit, uh, which was the, this process. But as we kind of go, go through this, it's basically, um, I, I just want to dive into this journey of how did... I do it. How did I get through five years drink-free? You can see the little graphic on the bottom for people watching at home, uh, for people listening. It says five years alcohol-free. How did I do it? Now, this is not by any means any kind of professional advice. Uh, by any means, do I have all the answers? Everyone's on their own personal journey. Totally understand. Totally get it. I'm only going to touch on how I did it, how I personally decided on New Year's to put the drink down, well, New Year's Day, <laughs> the New Year's Eve going in, certainly there was some celebration going on. But then the next day and deciding to kind of plug away and and do it. So I decided I wanted to put this out because January is always a, a beginning of people's journeys for the next year. It could be um, they decide to go to the gym and they're going to add three days a week in the gym, or they've decided to quit smoking, or they've decided to quit drinking, or whatever it's going to be, everyone has their sort of own journey as to what they might be doing. Some people don't necessarily do New Year's resolutions. I, I've not, never really been a New Year's resolution guy outside of of knowing what might be ahead of me when it comes to, say, career-wise, or what the year was going to look like for travel, or or some things like that. Perhaps it's like, oh, you know, I'd like to be at this spot 
financially by the end of the year would be great, or I'd like to be at this spot career-wise by the end of the year. But it hasn't been this whole New Year's resolution stick to it thing. Uh, and some people do it, and again, to each their own. I, I'm not I'm not here to debate what gets you through the day. Um, but five years ago, I did decide that in a business that can hammer you with alcohol, I decided that I wanted to not drink anymore and see if I could get through the business, which is the music business. And I travel for work and I run concerts. And I, I just thought to myself, can I get through this without drinking? Can I do a 16 hour day and then get on the bus and just drink a sparkling water? I mean, you got to try. So I challenged myself first with 30 days. And a lot of people do dry January. A lot of people do, you know, maybe dry November leading into December celebrations, or they decide to take one month off. I, I'm like, okay, let's see what 30 days looks like. And at 30 days, I was like, you know, I think I think I could push this thing to maybe 90 days, like three months. So I I I did it and I I started pushing away. And 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 in that process, I had, you know, upped my gym significantly. Uh, I was already playing hockey a lot, so that helped. But going to the gym more, running more, just whatever the is going to replace the dopamine of a drink. And that's really, you know, the key here is the dopamine, the dopamine replacement and associating uh, alcohol in a good time. Again, some people have it for coping. Some people uh, just enjoy it. I certainly did. But for me, it was, I needed, I need an alternative to a 16 hour day feeling a little bit like wound up and then unwinding with a couple of doubles. I just, I needed to figure out if I could do it. Can I do it? And if I can't, then what does that mean? What kind of employee is that going to make me or what kind of a, you know, a father is that going to make me what kind of like, if I can't wrangle that in or at least address it and say, Hey, let's figure this thing out. Let's see if I can do it. And if I can do it, great. Then maybe I have a couple of drinks down the road, but I got to get through these 90, 90 days. But then it was like, well, wait, there's a hundred days right there. And I'm like, okay, let's try, let's try a hundred. And then next thing I know, it's like, okay, I, I think I'm on my way here. Now, in that process, I was traveling for work. I'd ended up through Heathrow and, and anyone that's followed this podcast, whether it would be Brenton on tour or otherwise, that's moved on to do did will. Uh, one of my favorite people is Claire Pooley, who has this book called The Sober Diaries. And I had found this book in uh, one of the bookstores at uh, uh, one of the bookstores at, at Heathrow. And I just picked it up and I was like, it just seemed really cool. It was all done like day seven and it was done like, you know, day 103, you know, and it, it basically documented Claire's journey. And that's that's my friend Claire right there. And you can probably you can see her on my feed, but uh, she decided to come down and talk to me at one of the podcasts, which you can listen to back, uh, back in, you know, 2020, I think it was 2019 or something that, that, that year, uh, just before uh, our friend visited and shut down the industry. But she provided me with some great insight into the journey because she had, you know, gone through the process and was a parent and was drinking a little too much. And, and she wrote this great best-selling book. So I around a hundred days had 
maybe around day 70 or something had found that book and started reading it and realizing that, wow, you know, if I follow along this book as I'm going, maybe, you know, we'll have some things in common. Maybe we'll have an opportunity to, to, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll experience some of the same things that she's, she's experienced. And then, you know, I can work it out maybe the way she worked it out or, or avoid some things. And around day 240, I had, I, I was having a really stressful day and I was really feeling it. I was in whiskey alley in Cork, Ireland. And I was like, Oh boy, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to end up, you know, caving here. And I, and I, and I coincidentally had read the book up to around 240 days. And that's when Claire had caved and she had totally regretted it. Uh, but it was an experience that she had. And so I reached out to her and said, Hey, listen, I almost, I almost caved today, but then I, I ended up, um, pushing through and went for a run and, and like anything, it was in 10 minute increments. And so it was a very interesting kind of like spot because she reached back out to me and said, well, Hey, I'm glad that my experience, you know, at least helped somebody. And, and, and I never looked back from that point on, I got to one year. So one year is that first milestone where you're like, okay, I've done it for a year. Am I good? I was just feeling great. I was like, okay. And that's right when, you know, our COVID visitor hit and the pandemic hit, there was sort of all this happening at the same time. So I'm like, okay, well, I had gotten COVID. I'd, I'd gone through the process. I just want to be as healthy as humanly possible. Uh, and I'm quite confident that if I hadn't quit drinking from 2018 into 2019, and had gone through COVID as a drinker, I probably for myself personally, being locked in a room for seven days. And I, I would have definitely uh, invited my friend Jameson along for the ride. And it might've been a different outcome for me. I don't know. I might've just kept going, um, but I, I plugged away and then we got back on tour and then it was like two years and then three years. And, and I was like, I'm just cruising along. And I, and I never really felt uh, like I was going to cave, but what was happening was, is as I was getting back on tour and as I was going through the process, um, I started seeing people on tour doing the same thing. They were basically removing uh, access from their life and, and and sort of saying, listen, I have to be healthier. I have to feel better. And again, to each their own. These, these are just people's individual journeys. It's not me saying good or bad or otherwise. It's just like I had met some like-minded people on tour for the first time that I had been on tour that basically were in the same spot as me, which was, you know, deciding to make a change, deciding to move ahead without alcohol, deciding to move ahead and, um, and just kind of do it. And, uh, you know, my business doesn't lend itself, at least in my position to being hung over at six in the morning and running in and starting to build a rock concert. It just doesn't, doesn't lend itself to it. So that's part of it. So, um, I ended up just kind of moving ahead and, and, the process and the, the questions that I was getting, a lot of questions were like, why did you quit drinking? A lot of questions were like, do you think you're ever going to drink again? Um, all fair questions as people try to discover uh, what I'm going through and maybe curious about my own journey or struggle with the journey. I've, you know, there's people that are like, I didn't know you had a problem. It's like, okay, here's the thing. I feel like I, I got to it before there could have been a problem. You know, I've touched before on the fact that there was a thousand, I, I drank like a thousand drinks in 2018. What does that mean? That's only two drinks a day, plus a little bit more on your days off. Think about that. Think about how many bottles of wine 
we just uh, casually sit around, have a glass of wine every single day. All of us do beer, whatever it's going to be. Um, mine just happened to be whiskey <laughs> and I loved it, loved it, loved it. Still do. Let's not forget. Uh, but the thing is, is that, um, I was like, okay, listen, um, at minimum, I don't want to drink less than what I did this year. And I know that sounds weird for me to say, because what it is, is, uh, is I'm saying something like, okay, I don't have a problem. I can, I can drink responsibly. But the issue was for me was a thousand drinks. Can my liver take a thousand drinks the next year? Or do I have to reduce that down to 500? That's still a lot of drinks. You're, Technically, I think the number on it is that you're really only supposed to have maybe two a week or something. Okay. So that's like maybe a hundred drinks a year at top. And I'm, I'm like looking to reduce it down to 500. And that was a scary number to me. I'm like, well, that means I, you know, I guess I can do it, but it's not going to be as fun. Right. So there's a bit of, there's a bit of this sort of like stigma that comes to drinking in a good time and all, and all of it. And we're all guilty of it. We've all been a part of it. Uh, it was grandfathered in from our grandfathers and our parents and everybody that was like, Hey, we're going out. We're going to have a good time. we got to have booze. we got to have alcohol. Um, and you know, the, the true statement to this is I only really know maybe one or two people, one or two people and all the people I've met in life whose parents didn't drink and they never really drank. It's a staggering number. So it's just, a, it's just in our, in our, you know, system. So I was like, okay, that's a lot. A thousand drinks is a lot. And you've heard me touch on it before. And this is why I spread these episodes out a little bit, because I don't want to be soapboxing by any means, but I have a point to make about this because um, apparently these chats do help some people. Um, so I was like, okay, I don't want to do more than, I don't want it to be 2000 drinks, but I don't want it to be less than 1000. So I'm in this space of like, okay, what am I going to do then? Because I was never a one drink guy. And I don't know if this is common amongst anyone listening or, or watching, but I was never like, Hey, uh, I'm just gonna have one drink and go Be because I, I always seemed kind of pointless to me, especially with like drunk driving laws and the fact that, you know, it, rightfully so they would just reduce, reduce, reduce. And it got to the point where you could barely even have one drink. I could have a giant pint at a pub and I'd be like, on the edge of like whether I could drive. It's just the way it was for me. I handled my whiskey a lot better, even though it's the same amount of alcohol. I'm just saying I handled my whiskey a little bit better than a giant beer. And um, I'm like, I, I don't just want to go out and have one drink. Cause it just seems pointless. Number one, I could get, you know, arrested or something or, or whatever. And um, so I, I, I just made that decision to say like, well, if I can't have one drink, what's the point? So then I might as well just have no drinks. And so that was where the core of this went. And I'm like, let's just try to do it. So as I approached five years this year, and I don't know how common this is for people, anyone watching or listening or that want to weigh in, but I found myself like when you start drinking, you start with the days, it's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 100, then it's 365 days. And I see posts online of like, 16 years, this many hours, this many days, I stopped with the days after one year. And then it just turned into one year, two year, three year, four year. But as I was coming up on year five, I was in this space of like, okay, do I have the tools now to say that was a good five years and I can go back and start drinking again? 
because I'm not going to lie. I mean, I absolutely miss it. I miss that sort of like, well, sorry, let me, let me, I don't miss it. And I miss it. I don't know if you can say that they're contradictory. I don't know if I can say them both at the same time, but I, my body, how I feel all the rest of it. I don't miss it. The, the, uh, that dopamine hit of like a stressful day and just being able to unwind with a double. Ooh, I, I certainly miss that. And I'm not a weed guy and my so, so there's just like, you know, it's a tough balance there. Um, I'm a CBD guy though. And I highly recommend it. I got some CBD for sleep. It's amazing. Now. Uh, so I, I was like, okay, I coming up on five years and I'm saying to myself, is five the new zero? Am I going to cave? What am I going to feel like after five accomplishing five years? What am I going to feel like? Am I going to be like, I got this. I can move ahead. I can have a couple of drinks, but then do I want to just have a couple of drinks? No, I want to have multiple drinks. So I guess the short answer is no, I'm not ready. Um, but then the other side of it is uh, not necessarily craving it or, uh, or wanting it anymore. I, I, that kind of comes along with it because I've, I've done the work of trying to just replace a good time with other things, creating a podcast, for instance, and, and, and speaking to people and having a, a chat and trying to teach people a few things about other people. Um, so it's, it's made me a bit focused and it's made me, you know, I, I, I think definitely better at my job for sure. Uh, but, um, more reliable at my job too. I mean, my, my people don't necessarily have to worry about me missing lobby call or what we call chalk, which is walking in and marking out the floor to get ready to build the show. I haven't missed one, um, ever. So I wasn't about to start now. Um, so, so for me, it's, it just was like this five year thing for me. And I was stressed going in. I was like, okay, listen, I think I'm a little stressed. I'm a little stressed about how I'm going to handle this because I feel like I'm ready to move on. But then on the flip side, I don't want to waste all these days or throw them away. Um, so I really had to think about how I was going to approach it. And then I had this opportunity to go down to this brand new bar in British Columbia called Bevy's, which um, are not affiliated with this at all, but they've got a full on uh, mocktail non-alcohol based uh, bar and you can go and hang out. And I walked in and there was people, you know, hanging out, just, sh you know, shooting the shit and just chilling. There was a, you know, fridges full of all these different kinds of things. And then they had a bar and I sat at the bar and they made me all these different drinks uh, based on, you know, the, the different products. And I've really only drank the non-alcoholic beer, which they're not all great. Some of them are awesome, um, but they have the whiskey now and they have, you know, rums and they have wines and I've never really been a proponent of them much like you the listener or watcher might be being like well what's the point of drinking a non-alcoholic whiskey I was kind of in that space um but then I remember I actually liked red wine you know and I just haven't had a taste of red wine in in five years so I'm like let me try let me try this non-alcoholic red wine and it was amazing and I was like okay wait they actually nailed it and they got it right so I settled into this zone of just feeling comfortable at this place and uh, had a great friend of mine with me and, and just really just had an awesome like taste test and just went through the process. And, and I'm actually interviewing the people that run that place for a future episode of the podcast. And I'm very excited to, to at least promote that and talk about what they're offering to people. Um, and as I crossed over five years, I was just thinking back to 
day 241 i almost caved and my friend claire you know reached out to me and said hey listen you know it's okay and i also had a moment this this summer where i was accidentally served a beer instead of a non-elk beer and that messed with me a little bit and claire again talked me off the ledge and was like hey you're fine there's alcohol and a lot of things did you know there's alcohol and orange juice but you didn't. So she kind of put me at ease that, Hey, accidents happen. You're still on your path. It's still five years. And this debate of like, whether I should drink non-elk beer or wine or whiskey, it's a tough one for the sober community because some are, are coached to never have a drink that tastes anything like what you used to like, because it might trigger you and move you down that path. Um, some are full on non-elk and are like, Hey, I can't even put a 0.5 into me. I've decided to go all the way. I would imagine it's the same as a vegan trying to find things to eat at a restaurant. I would imagine it's, you know, somebody that's, uh, that, that has certain beliefs of things that only go to certain things and have to do the research. I never quite got that far, but I, I definitely was sort of like, okay, there's no point of a whiskey. There's no point of this, but I was like curious because I'm like, is it going to trigger me or, or want me to have more? And uh, thankfully it didn't. I mean, I just enjoyed the taste of it. And it also, now I knew that I had some, some options. The biggest takeaways from my five years is a support system, people that uh, are like-minded that are going through the same process because, you know, and I love all the support from my drinking friends. I love all the support from anyone that's coming, you know, that's, that's like, Hey, I got you or let's go do this instead. Love all that. Thank you all. It's incredible. But unless you've actually stopped and, done at least you know that work and gone through the motions then you have to find the people that have done that so you're like-minded and you're kind of in the same brain space and you're like oh did you have that or did you experience this and so for me uh finding your people and finding people out there that that understand what you're going through uh is very very crucial if you read amazing you're not going to get all the answers from that that's why i chose claire's book the sober diaries and you should really go back and listen to our episode but i really chose her book a lot because she really it's so funny but it's also like a hell of a journey that she talks about and it's a very easy read to kind of ease you through and um so i i recommend finding a few things to read uh don't listen to everything you can on the internet um like anything else five years uh, I've seen a lot of things and things have changed in those five years, different approaches to, to things, um, get healthy. I, I, I mean, I've tried to up my gym as much as possible. I've tried to up my health as much as possible. <laughs> I've certainly added coffee and tripled down and doubled down on that, you know, uh, which we're all aware of, mm. but start a podcast, get creative. This is what I've done here. I've gotten creative. I've, I've, the podcast has been with me almost the whole time that I've been sober. So it's, uh, it's certainly an interesting kind of creative tool to kind of hit that dopamine. The dopamine is what you're replacing ultimately. And if you can do that by walking downstairs and recording a quick 10 minute episode or getting an opportunity to talk to some people, it kind of eases it or take the dog out or go for a walk. I find them all in 10 minute increments. And I'll leave you with this. I was talking to my, you know, I was internally like debating whether I should talk about these because I also don't like getting hammered with these internets, pardon the pun, but with the, with the internet videos that are like, uh, don't drink or don't do this. I I'm not that person to each their own, do what you got to do. But 
you know, I, I made a post uh, on Facebook about being five years in and turned off the comments, which I think is a very healthy thing for people to do. Just turn the comments off because it's really about the statement. It's not about necessarily, you know, oh, we're so proud of you. I don't want any of that stuff. I want to make the statement and then see how the reaction comes. And I have had probably 50 messages from people that are like, I quit, I quit, I quit. Hey, I stopped. Hey, I'm at 100 days. Hey, I'm at 90. People I had no clue, no clue. And great, that's their journey. Um, I've uh, had a very good friend of mine reach out to me this year, and he he was like, "Hey, I've uh, I got to shut it down. I got to you know take a break." And no one's asking for permission from me. No one's saying, "Hey, I need all the advice." They're just letting me know, right? And it's really just adds a person to that community. So find your community. Try to get as healthy as possible. Try to get creative. Try to, you know, uh, uh, get out there and just occupy your brain with something else or get involved in something. I think I think that's the easiest way to get through the things. That's how I got through these five years. Very supportive family. Everyone's been amazing. So um, it hasn't been without its challenges. But remember, those challenges generally come in ten minute hits, and if you get through them, you're you're much more likely, I think, to to move ahead successfully. And don't beat yourself up over it if you cave and you got to start over. It doesn't, it, you know, the process is the process. And as I said, if I had slipped a, an actual beer into me uh, by accident uh, after a five-year journey, I mean, I was originally pissed because it was a lot of time that I, I felt like I burned with that, but it was by accident and uh, the bartender apologized. Uh, I felt bad for a little while and then I stopped beating myself up for it because I'm like, I'm still at five years. I'm still feeling good. I've got this and I'm going to keep doing it. And if anyone's interested in learning more about it, just reach out to me, please. And just say, Hey, I don't know. How do you do this? How do you start? What's that book? I'll put it in the, in the section down below uh, in the notes. Um, and it's just a wonderful place to be for me, uh, for everyone. And I love being around everybody. And I love being around people that drink and don't drink it. I love being around them all to each their own for me, for my career, for how I feel and how I felt at the time. It was time to shut it down. And here we are. It's five years. It seems like a long journey to get to 10, but I'll do it one day at a time. Back to the days now, I guess. <laughs> do did will the story of people podcast. How did I do it? Five years, alcohol free. How did you do it? Why don't you tell me below? Are you one year in? Are you two months in? Are you three months in? Are you 40 days in? It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, how are you doing it? How are you getting through the process? Do you have your support system? Do you need a support system? Whatever it's going to be. Just do it your way. Get creative. Add as many people into your life as possible that you feel comfortable uh, sharing that journey with. And uh, be supportive of each other. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2024. I'm very excited as to where... The podcast is going to go this year. We've had some great growth on YouTube. You're listening in your earbuds through Spotify and Apple and everybody. Uh, I rarely do this, but let's kick it off the year. And let me just say, hey, if you don't mind, throw me a little review on there. Let's get them up. Uh, share this episode with your friends if you got somebody that's thinking about quitting. And uh, any suggestions or, or things, I, I'm welcome to listen to them. Uh, but the, this year is, uh, I'm very excited about where we're going to go. 
with Dude Did Will, the Story of People podcast. I want to get into events this year. I want this thing to actually show up to events and be part of an event where we talk to people at that event about what they do, how they did it, and what they'll do next. So it's very exciting. It's kind of where I've envisioned this going. And uh, I'm going to work towards that first event very shortly. So thanks for listening, friends. Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast for another week. The beginning of the year. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Got any questions? Let me know. All right. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.